0: You think you know me.
1: And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience
2: featuring Mr.
1: Stone Gossip.
0: Fucking camera in the jump.
2: Mr. Boom Gasper! You can call me L, you can call me Ed, you just just fucking call me right not you.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, we are a Pearl Jam podcast that focuses primarily on their live history. So we will take something, a live show from 1995 or 2003, and we will go through, talk about the history of what was going on with the band at the time, talk about the tracks that they were playing live and dissect the set list, and uh, talk about how good some of the versions of the songs are so i know a lot of people that are tuning in are tuning in for our guest today so if you are as much of a wrestling fan as you are a pearl jam fan you might want to check out some past episodes uh they're all in our archive on apple and spotify podcast you can check them out pretty much anywhere that you do get your podcast so i'm randy sobel that's sean Ferrar. and hello john is not a wrestling fan
0: not at all yeah
1: but uh, we're about to talk to uh, a guy that's been in wrestling for years and years and years. So uh, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't talk wrestling with anyone, but I can talk Pearl Jam with anyone. And uh, and our guest today likes to talk Pearl Jam, so that worked out fine for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're going to have a really good time talking to him. And, and he has a lot to say, and he's as much of a fan as, as anybody that— uh, That comes on the podcast to talk about the show that that are just fans. So, you know, it's it's talking to a WWE Hall of Famer, but it's also talking to somebody that, you know, has been to San Diego 2009 in the crowd with everybody else mixed up greenville 2016 mixed up with everybody else so you know it's uh it's really it's a fan conversation and uh i think you guys are gonna really enjoy this episode but also keep in mind that right now on patreon we actually have an extra episode featuring stuff that didn't make this episode with edge and you'll get Yeah, to we, we, his... we went
0: for a long time with him we, there's, we a, there's gonna be a lot of good stories in there
1: yeah, so uh, you'll hear his favorite songs His wife's favorite song you know, You'll know, you get to hear what Christian's favorite songs are uh, All different things that you might want to know About Edge and Pearl Jam You can check it out on our Patreon page At patreon.com slash live on four legs Any con- contribution From a dollar up will get you every exclusive episode Including our Evolution episodes And Bridge School episodes that we've been doing As a series lately And if you want to check us out on social media We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram at live on four legs pod or live on four legs podcast you can check us out or if you're not on social media send us an email at live on four legs podcast to get in touch with us and let us know what you think Alright, without further ado, everybody, let's get to our guest for today. He is a multiple-time WWE champion as well as a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, he is a former tag team champion. The list goes on. Money in the Bank winner, King of the Ring. Uh, he has his own show on the WWE Network called The Edge and Christian, show that totally reeks of awesomeness, and he has a podcast as well that he used to do that you can listen to back in Apple or Spotify, The Edge and Christian Pod of Awesomeness. Uh, I introduce you Adam Copeland aka edge to the podcast Hello sir welcome and thank you very much for coming on.
2: hello, good sirs. thank you for having me i uh, I appreciate it
1: yeah, and the first time that we started talking uh th- this is actually kind of funny how uh we got to talking because I had missed for like the third consecutive time you did on the podcast. you guys did a mailbag and I said I really want to ask him questions about Pearl Jam and just like what his, what his favorite songs are. So I tweet the Edging Christian uh, podcast account. I'm like, I missed it again. And then you ended up following uh, the podcast Twitter account. And then I, you know, had the, had the guts to, to DM you and, and here we are. So again, thank you very much for coming on and let's talk, talk about Pearl Jam. We got, uh we got all night to
2: do this. Yeah, it's one of those rare uh, occasions when social media isn't annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so this is super exciting for me because, you know, for me, Pearl Jam, um, I don't know. Here's the thing with Pearl Jam. I feel like they I've grown up with them. You know, they're they're five years older than me or or 10 years older, but I, I feel like they're singing about things and writing about things that. I can relate to because i'm i 'm going through them as well, and you know when i first you know when i when I first heard ten i it just connected with me and it resonated with me in such a way that you know yeah i 'm a teenager just moving into adulthood and it just resonated with everything that I felt at that time. there was some anger, but there was introspection, there was just so much going on and I didn't hear that from a lot of other bands. There was some great music, don't get me wrong. Um, But they just had a layer to their songwriting that, let alone what they were doing musically, um, that it it really just connected with me. And I I still remember to this day, I had a job. I worked in this uh, parking uh, lot of a horse racetrack. So this is up in Canada. And I sat in this little wooden shack. There's no heat. You'd be there in the middle of winter and I had this little kerosene lamp as, as my source of heat. <laughs> I do my homework. I had my little orange Walkman and I had my clear Pearl Jam 10 cassette and I just would flip, flip, flip straight through, straight through, straight through. That was the soundtrack to getting through that job, which wow. was the job that helped me save for my first car, which was, so it was, it, it's just such a seminal uh, album for me because it, it, it truly felt like I, th- this was the, the time when I was just, I was finishing high school. Okay, now what's next? I want to be a wrestler, but how do I do this? They were the soundtrack for all of that, and they continued to be the soundtrack as life got insane, and I, and I was on the road 250 days a year and, and started to see this dream come to fruition. They were, they were the constant for me so that that's why they they will always um you know just hold such a, a revered spot in my um my my list of bands and music uh and and if you hop in my car it's going to be on Sirius 22 that's <laughs> it's just it's just the way it is and my wife knows it and she has fully accepted it and <laughs> and and she knows that if i end up driving the vehicle then then it's it's going to go to 22 and I don't, I don't know if she fully grasps how I can listen to them so often. Um, but then I just say to her, well, you know how you are with Queen? Well, that's how I am with Pearl Jam. That's right. Everybody (laughs) has
1: their fandom that they attach themselves to. And and I get into this, you know, this very narrow scope of music where sometimes I don't want to follow the new bands that are out there. I I am falling back to Pearl Jam because I know that's a comfort zone for me. And I know that the discography is so huge that I can go and I can say, well, I haven't listened to Binaural in a while. I haven't listened to Backspacer in a while. This feels kind of fresh to me now.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. You'll you'll, a certain album, a certain song, a certain era will will just suddenly strike a chord again, or bring you back to that space, or 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 whatever it is. And then suddenly, I'm like, I need to hear ten again, or I I I really I I want to listen to singles, and I just want to hear State of Love and Trust and crank (laughs) the shit out of it. Yes, Um, and 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 it's that's what's great about a band that has such a such a history and such a rich history too. And again, continue to write things that I can relate to. You know, if I go to lightning bolt and I hear future days, I'm like, yep, I, I totally get it. That that's how I feel about my wife. And it it just so happens that I was able to be around at a time when a band like that, who, who stuck to their core values and sing about things that they're going through that, you know, we at our age are probably going through as well.
1: Sure. I think the best... Example of that is how early on, uh, even before verses came out, leash was such a, a pivotal song for them. It was the anger and angst anthem of the yeah. youth, and then you know they drop it live for about twelve years or so, and you know it it comes back, but the songs that are around when it comes back are more you know songs talking about uh, protest and songs talking about a little bit about uh, the government and uh, you know family and things and other ideas but you, again like you said you're growing with it and those are still things that you can relate to as time goes on you're not in that mindset of hey I'm I'm still angry but you can kind of when when it comes on you can flash back to that and and still and
2: still hang with it Yeah. And, and I can still relate to, to, you know, drop the leash. And I, I, you know, the, the songs where, you know, the, like in the PJ 20, the power of no, and, and just Mm. where they were at, at that time, because I've had instances like that, where I, within my career had to go, no, and I need to make a firm line in the sand here and know that it's okay. And then I watched that documentary and I'm like, yes yes okay i i'm not the only one feeling this way and and caught up in this this maelstrom of you know shit sometimes and it's okay to say no and there's power in that um it it, they're just really they resonate with me on on so many levels they they really do and even further back like if i if i look at you know the mama son uh you know songs and And hearing release and, and just being able to relate because I never met my dad either. So for for me, that really, really hit me. And, and even the song, you know, even alive and just some of the, the lyrics in that I really, maybe that's one reason that from the get go, it just, it struck me, um, and, uh, so there's just so many parallels that I can, I can, you know, point to and, and draw from with, with Pearl Jam.
0: Do you have like touchstones that you remember from the early nineties? Like a lot of people talk about like seeing them on Saturday Night Live, listening to the Fox theater show, listening to self-pollution radio. Do you have those touchstones that you remember from the early nineties that, that kind of like cemented your fandom?
2: I, you know, it it was truly cemented, like I said, sitting in that little shack. You know, it it was it was me and it was Pearl Jam. They were my company. And you know, you get some minus thirty degrees Celsius weather and you're sitting in a little shack and, and they're my best friends. You know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it they just they got me through it. And and then I can say that throughout the years, they got me through long flights or they got me through long drives or they just got me through some some really turbulent times throughout my career and and in life. Um, but for me, really, when I, I remember I just started college and Versus was about to come out and I was just. I was so amped up and just so stoked to to get it. And I I just couldn't wait to get my hands on it. And I remember I was living with four other guys in this townhouse down in Toronto. And I, I went out, I got it like the morning that it came out. And I, uh, I went back home. I put it on. I'll never forget. I had this three disc changer. And, um, so I put it in and I just sat back and I had a Pearl jam poster on the wall. And I had a waterbed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Good for the back. Yeah, just great. Um, so, and I just remember it playing and I, I listened to it all the way through. And I had to listen to it again right away. And I didn't skip to a different song. Like I, it, it was one of those albums for me that I just, every time I hear it, I need to listen to it all the way through. Now, like I said, if I'm listening to the series 22, and I don't know, something pops on then I, then I can, but I really love sitting down and listening to that album all the way through the way it was meant to be heard and the way that they envisioned it to be heard. And, and it really just, it pulls me right back to that time and just how, how manic the, the Pearl Jam hysteria was at that point, you sure. know, because that, that was, that was the Time Magazine. That was the the you know uh, Mark Jacobs grunge clothing line. That was yep. it. It was all you know nine hundred thousand copies in the first week. It was just that was such a crazy time. But what I really appreciated going forward was that they they didn't they didn't try to cater to that. They did what they wanted to do. And I really man, that's when. That's when it was fully cemented for me, I think, you know, you don't release black as a single and any other band in the world, in the history of the world, maybe not the Beatles, just because they had so much to choose from, but what other band isn't going to release that as a single? Yeah, I think the story
0: and, the story is the the record company tried to get them to do it they said it 's going to be bigger than alive it 's going to be bigger than jeremy it 's going to be the biggest thing and they and they it, just flat out refused to do it
2: and and it would have and but I appreciate that they did that because they they and whether you, you know you hear whether Stone had a different vision and and maybe Jeff had a different vision, but Eddie had that vision and I think we can all look back now and say he was right sure it, it, oh yeah. it 's um, just because they they 've stuck to their their principles all the way through, even when it 's not popular even even when you know they play Bush Leaguer and Nassau Coliseum and they get mm-hmm. you know spatterings of booze, but they they still stuck to it, and you have to appreciate a band that will do that because there 's so many other forms of entertainment, so many other musicians, so many that that just go with the trend, and they never did. And and they set the trend at a certain point, but then they went, well, we, we don't want to do that. And I just – I really, really appreciated that about them, the integrity.
1: We talk about it so much. I mean how many shows do we, do we get, John, that – 1995 shows it's in, in the middle of the Ticketmaster dispute, and you know they're playing fairgrounds and not places like Madison Square Garden that are Ticketmaster outlets. And you know we also talk about the music video stuff a lot. They're they're not putting out music videos. It's 1993 through 1996, and that's how you get popular. It's not radio anymore. It's it's MTV. It's it's music videos, and and they're not doing that. That you're right. They're doing things their own way, and I think it's struck a chord with a lot of people and that's why they've really kept this fan base and that's kind of why they've really become the grateful dead of this era now that you know people still 20 to th- it's it's 30 years later I, I can't believe i'm even saying it but it, it's PJ 30s 30 years later and people are still you know i'm i'm going to amsterdam this summer like just Gosh. to see them and you know i, I never would have thought that I would be doing that, but you know, I would kind of go to hell if they were playing.
2: (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like, I I will make trips just to see shows. And I I can't say that. I can't say that about any other band, honestly. Um, You know, if it happens to be, I'm in a city and, Oh, okay. So-and-so is playing. Cool. Let's go check it out. But I, I will make a point to, to make trips specifically just for that and then add other things but it, it, it that's the central purpose how
1: many times uh have you gone to see them so far
2: Ah, uh, so let's see what what is strange about my journey with them is that throughout all the years that i was on the road with the wwe i, I didn't really get to see them mm. because we're touring and we don't have an off season we don't have an album cycle it's 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 groundhog day it's groundhog decade so i started on the road in 1997 i didn't get off the road until 2011 and throughout that time i was i was on the road 250 days a year so it, it didn't leave time to do anything i finally uh i got a chance to see them for the first time uh and it was on the backspacer tour and wow. I had torn my Achilles and that was the only right. reason I had a chance to see them. I tore my Achilles. I saw they were going to be in San Diego at the VA arena. And I went, you know what? I got a cast on. I'm, I'm, I'm flying out there. I'm finally going to see Pearl jam. Wow. And I went, I went and saw them in San Diego and I just, I know the ties that San Diego has to the band and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that'd be a really special place to see them for the first time. Uh, Short of Seattle, it felt like the, you know, and maybe Chicago, closest to, well, and and Big Sandy, I guess, but just closest to that that kind of hometown feel or a special feel. And I, I really wanted one of those as my first show to go see them. And I I had a handicapped seat. I had my foot up on the railing and you know, this big old cast foot was throbbing, but I didn't give a shit. It was amazing. And they were, they were so good. They were just in the pocket. Just, ah, it it was, it's just so, so good. And I love that album. Um, so it, it all just, it it was really, I would have loved to see them, you know, in like 93, um, but it just didn't work out that way because I was a kid sitting in a, you know, wooden shack. So <laughs> I got to see them in, in uh, 2009. And, and that was, that's when I went, okay, I, this has to happen more often. You know, I, I need to do this because for that entire show, I sang at the top of my lungs and the great part was everyone else was too. And that's the first concert where i was like oh this is a community yes this this is all like-minded people who all have uh, you know broad paint strokes here but so many sensibilities that have to be the same or we wouldn't be here and 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 just hearing just just you know the moments in the shows when when the entire they drop out the entire crowd sings it sure man i'd never experienced it to this extent and it, yeah, that was it. I was like, okay, well this needs to happen more often. And then when I retired, it was able to happen more often. So, um, now, now I can make those trips. So I've seen them in Philly. I've, uh, I've seen them in Toronto a couple of times. I've seen them in Hamilton. Uh, I've seen them in Atlanta. Um, I've seen them in, in Greenville uh, where they played versus straight through for the, the only time, um, and uh, gosh, where else have I seen them? I'm forgetting now. I've seen them in Charlotte. I've. Um, I know. There's it sounds more. like you two <laughs> have a lot of shows yeah. in common. There. I was at that
0: Atlanta Atlanta 2012, Charlotte
2: 2013. Yeah. And and each time, man, I just I I, I get something new from every show. I really, really do. Um, it. Um, I, I just. I love seeing this band live. And I really appreciate the fact that, you know, the set list is always changing and I, I can't remember what show it was, but I just remember them shouting out, I, I think it was corduroy. And I was like, they didn't have that mapped out at all. They they just called it out and went into it. And that to me is the sign of a band. Right? You know, you know what I mean? and, and so my brother-in-law came over the other day. I was like, Eric, he's, he plays and, and uh, really appreciates music. So he's my guy, along with my wife, because she plays piano and everything. But um, check this out. And it was on their Instagram feed. And they were just all smiling and laughing and just in it. And he was like, that is amazing, man. Just that's a band. And I was like, that's exactly what that is.
1: Yeah, that's – I I mean, this is this is exactly why – We put together this show because there are so many moments, there are so many things that you can see inside set lists and at the shows that are just incredible unbelievable you look at set lists from some of these other bands you know the the bands that that go out and do the moneymaker summer tours like your smashing pumpkins and you know uh, all these other bands and and i get into this this mindset of all right well i want to see what their set list is beforehand and i go and i check out the set list for for the day before and i go and, and check out a couple other set lists and and it's very consistent and you're almost like, okay, well, they sort of, do they get bored? Do they ever come up with something new? It's, you know, 23 or so songs of the same ilk. And, and Pearl Jam is just like, all right, well, we open with release. And tomorrow we're going to open with go. So
2: it's going to be yeah. two completely <laughs> like different, different shows. Different, different moods and different, uh, you know, different tsunamis are going to hit you at different times. It. <laughs> I love that. I love that you you might go to an extremely like powerful. I I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but yeah, if you start, they all have different identities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I love that. And I love that I've I've seen you know multiple you know different moods and feels and um and I don't know many bands that do that or can do that
0: yeah I would say there's there's never been a band in history that's been this good to their fans
2: yeah i, and, I, and, I can't think it truly understand what a community it is you know and, and what they've what they've been able to create and 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 what i really love too is that you know they appreciate it so here's my story with the greenville show where, where they played versus you know and they got to glorify g and i went oh man oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do. So I, I went by myself. I, I just went, I got to go down to the show. It's, it's an hour away. I'm going, I get there. There's these two young guys beside me, like 21 years old from Birmingham, Alabama. Right. Oh, we've never seen Pearl Jam, man. You know, we've heard like, you know, live and like even flow. And I'm like, okay, well, great. You're here. That's awesome. You're, you're gonna be hooked, dude. Don't worry. So they get to glorify G, and now I'm I'm hitting these kids, and I'm going, guys, guys, <laughs> you don't understand what's happening. And, and and these poor kids are like, oh, okay, sir. Oh, yeah, th- I mean, it's a really good concert. I was like, yes, but you don't understand the significance of this. And like, I, I'm just. I'm so stoked at this point. And, and these poor guys are just going, oh my God, this guy's insane, but he's really <laughs> into this. <laughs> but by the end of the show, man, they were up on their feet. They were, you know, just uh, totally into it, like the rest of the audience. And, you know, when I talked to them after, I was like, so they were like, well, that won't be our, our last show. And yeah. that's, you know, you, you see them and you go, okay. I, I saw them in Philadelphia with uh, another wrestler. His name's Tommy Dreamer hey tommy tommy (laughs) so so tommy's (laughs) never really gotten into them he's never really you know much music at all honestly doesn't really go to concerts i was like tommy we're going to see pearl jam you're coming with me you need to experience this uh if you know for lack of a better term for for him to be able to relate i said it has a fandom like ecw and this band has a very loyal, rabid thing, and you, you just need to experience it. And I, again, was singing every lyric and just, you know, standing up at the top of my lungs. And then I look over and now about halfway through the show, he's standing up too. He doesn't know any of the lyrics, but he's just like, yeah, and he's pumped. <laughs> and by Is by the end of the show, he's wearing sweatpants, of course. And, <laughs> So we're leaving, and uh, we we ran into the Blue Meanie there, who is also from ECW, and he's a huge Pearl Jam fan. Wow! So, uh, next, so him next and I really wrestling there, the Pearl Jam fan right there. There you go. On there the show. you go. Get Meanie and and Becky Lynch. She's a big one too. Yes. So. Oh, would love to. Uh, so, Tommy, we're leaving. I was like, so he goes, all right. I get it. I totally get it. That was amazing. And that is the most excitement you will get out of a Tommy dreamer. Cause he, everything is monotone, but he was like, I totally get it. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and I got another one hooked, you know? So, um, and, and then I, I, bless her heart, Beth, my wife, she is, I think at this point, seven months pregnant and we're up in Canada and my buddy, Mike is up there. He's a huge Pearl jam fan as well. We met in, in college and we connected on pearl jam and uh and weezer the blue album Mm -hmm. so we've remained friends you know to this day and we'll still go to shows together so we all go to london ontario beth is so pregnant at this point she is like an oven just heat radiating off of her but she's a trooper she's like okay let's go let's do it so we get there and we're sitting you know, behind boards. So we got great seats. I mean, just perfect eye level with, with the band and we're at McCready's side. Right. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's shredding like full on, just in it. And, and he, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he, he, he looked down and at that moment, Beth was yawning and I swear to you, he went, huh, just, tore into it even harder. Wow. <laughs> it was like, okay, challenge accepted because you you couldn't see her belly, right? Right. Because the boards were blocking her belly. So you couldn't tell that this was a you know an eight month pregnant woman who is just tired because she's making life. Sure. So uh, he uh it was funny because you could just see it like all right, all right, challenge accepted and and uh just continued to to melt faces. Um, um, but we and, and we had a blast. Wow. So essentially your
1: child has grown up on Pearl Jam before they were fully formed, which is, yes. I mean, I, I think anybody that's a Pearl Jam fan, the minute that, you know, they have a kid, it, it's it's, you know, let's get them exposed. And one of the one of the things I'm I'm interested in, because uh, I've talked about it with John and how he has John uh, Lucas is three or four. Right.
0: Yeah, he'll be he'll be four in you know, a couple of months.
1: And you you were telling me that uh, you know you got him into bugs because you know it's it's fun to sing. You know, I got bugs on on my window. I got bugs here. I got bugs there. So oh, yeah, so... he loves
2: it.
1: <laughs> but when you're a parent and i 'm you know i am newly wed so i i'm I got a few years to get to that point but when you 're a parent and you want to expose your kids to pearl jam what 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 direction are you going in? I know you love your kids and we see them all over your instagram, and you know you're you're taking care of them you're a good dad i I can tell just by looking at your social media and What you know, I I know you're exposing them to Pearl Jam, so what are you exposing them to?
2: Well, um, so my daughter Lyric is uh six years old, and the first uh, you know, music that she could recognize and put a name to, and the way she said it was so adorable, I was like, Who's this, honey? She goes, Pearl Jam, oh, and when she actually started enunciating it, you know, properly, a, a little bit of me cried <laughs> because she's in the back seat, she goes, "Oh, it's Pearl Jam." And and I just loved it. I loved, you know, hearing that and the fact that she knew who it was. And and I just I love that, you know, the first band that my girls both recognized was Pearl Jam. And they now know Queen and they now know Weezer. Uh, they know the Foo Fighters, but the first band that they knew was, was Pearl Jam. And I'm I'm saving Pearl Jam as their first concert. So wow. It's got to be, right? I mean, because we all think about our first concerts. And I would love for them to, to be able to say, my first concert was like Pearl Jam and, I don't know, uh, Wrigley. Or... <laughs> Or Fenway, or you right. know what I mean? Just that 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 classic example of what a first concert should be. Because mine was the bare naked ladies in my high school cafeteria.
0: <laughs> and...
2: <laughs> How Toronto is that? Right. And and they had me on the door, so I was like a slashed bouncer. So it was it was it's not a great first story, you know. You, right. you want it to be. You want it to be like. Queen and Maple Leaf Gardens 1978 or something. Sure. So I want them to be able to to say that. And um and, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that day because Ruby, my youngest, is three and she'll be four in May. But again, she already knows she already knows Pearl Jam. And I you know, they they love the song daughter. And I think just because they're my daughters. Sure. And yeah. and I think on that level they just go, Oh, okay, and they can sing that. Um and that's also my ringtone is Dissident. So okay. when they hear that, they just you know they kind of lose their minds. And um, and any my my wife through all the time that we we're you know dating and everything, she hears that song and she goes, you know, this song's just really special to me because I was always excited that you were going to answer the phone. And um, you know, so it's just on so many levels for our family.
1: That's, I mean, that's such a all all encompassing. That's that's an incredible way that you guys have approached it, and you know, I, I can see some similarities with with my family. Uh, but I mean, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that for sure. Um, let me ask you. Uh, so you talked about you tore your Achilles in '09, and we're coming on the 10-year anniversary here. And I didn't really want to bring up too much wrestling talk, but since it's the 10-year anniversary, this is a really pivotal moment in your career. Uh, you know, you were out for a couple months, and you come back. Big surprise at the Rumble. Um, you, you see it 10 years later, and what's <laughs> – yeah, so what's going on in your mind? This It's Rumble season, so –
2: well and and this year it's like it's it's kind of funny to me honestly it it, uh you know all of these rumors happening that i've been to pittsburgh and i've been cleared to wrestle again and (laughs) i've signed a new contract and i have this and i have no idea where any of it came from the last time i was in pittsburgh i had my wrist fused in 2013 i (laughs) i don't know i don't know pearl jam played in pittsburgh
1: 2013 Dude, is that any connection?
2: No <laughs> I, I didn't hit the show. No, damn it. But um, I would go to Pittsburgh to go see Pro Jam for sure. But uh, I haven't been there, you know, and I haven't signed a contract. I I think I would know, but uh, <laughs> I I get like this 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 uh, again. I'll use tsunami tsunami of comments saying you're coming back, you signed a contract. I'm like, I I really haven't. Oh, yeah, that's what you'd say. I'm like, okay, whatever. Hey, Pearl <laughs> Jam's
0: got a tour coming up. You need to keep
2: your schedule free. Right? I know. I know. I, I, I got to get to something this, this cycle for sure. Was there anybody that you used to travel with
1: that, you know, you remember you put on Pearl Jam and they're just like, oh, I'm just not into it? Or people that were, you know, gung-ho, like, who are the other Pearl Jam fans from the Attitude Era or even the Ruthless Aggression Era? Uh, well,
2: I mean, Jake Christian, uh, you know, he was, he was right in that pocket with me, you know? Okay. Um, and he, uh, he really, really likes Pearl Jam. Like he saw, uh, the CNE stadium show with Neil Young, Soundgarden Pearl Jam. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. He got to go that way. I, I was, I had a show that night and I was like, ah, you know, and at that point I, d- I didn't want to miss a show cause it was experience and it was 50 bucks. That 50 right. bucks was going to buy my next round of groceries you know right. so um so i missed out on that one and then to this day again i want to punch myself in the face but um but uh so he he appreciates you know he's not as as hardcore as i am but he still appreciates you know and and uh loves that era and but he he was in the sound garden he was into you know allison chains um he was really into Stone Temple Pilots, Lenny Kravitz. So that whole era for him holds a, a special place too, because, you know, he was one of the guys that was living with me in that townhouse when versus came out. So sure. All he heard was versus for about, <laughs> you know, a year and a half. Um, for me
1: anyway. So are you texting him during Greenville and you're like, dude, you're not going to believe this
2: or uh, he, he wouldn't fully appre He, I, I would have to explain to him. Okay. Why this was a big deal because he hasn't kept up on okay, they played by in Toronto. Like he wouldn't know that. Okay. Got um you. so I, I can tell him after the fact and he'll be like, oh man, that must have been hell of a show. He's like, Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it uh and and you need to come to more of them, you son of a bitch. And um <laughs> we'll drag yeah. it one, one, of one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. I'll I'll get him to one.
1: They're Their shows, you know, they they got Toronto, Hamilton, I think, Ottawa, Quebec City, uh, down by you, more Nashville, St. Louis, uh, Baltimore. Um, You know, depending on dates, I think some of them are close to WrestleMania, but you don't need to be at WrestleMania. Um, Uh, What are – what are you
2: looking – what are you looking to go see? I I really have to see them in Seattle. I really do just need – I need to experience that. I think it will probably be the fall. I think it will probably be after Oh yeah. And I just mean in general, like right, before, right. before it's all said and done, I need to see them in Seattle. That, that has to happen. You know, there, there has to be a sojourn for me where, you know, maybe I, I start in Calgary and I just drive down the coast and make it to Seattle on time for the show, you know, like that kind of thing where like, honey, I just need a couple of weeks. And when I come back, I'm going to be super recharged and, <laughs> and, and dad of the decade. and. um and I think we all need that at some point. And, and that's one thing I really like to try and do if I can. I
1: got a couple more things uh, before, before we let you go. And we're really, again, this has been awesome. I, I mean, you're as much of a fan as, as I could have even imagined and, and just so down to earth with it too. Um, but one of the things you brought up before, how big of a fan that Becky Lynch is. And when you see she's the top uh, this is male or female here for people that are listening that aren't wrestling fans. She is the top person in the company right now, and she is walking to the ring. The back of her jacket there is a stick man. So this is how Pearl Jam is being represented in in WWE right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So when you see that, and you know your, some of your conversations with her, I'm sure you've you've talked to her about Pearl Jam once or twice. I'm sure, but like, how do you Just see that being? Uh, yeah. So how excited are
2: you about that? Well, what I find great about it is I think it speaks to the fact that they have such a female demographic to their fan base. Oh,
1: a hundred percent.
2: And 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 I think that goes to even just how many other bands can you think of that an all male band has so many lyrics and songs based from the female perspective. as some of their best, most popular songs, too. Exactly. Now, But can you think of many other bands that that do that?
1: Uh, I... We've talked about it so many times before, you know, the comparisons between what Nothing Man and Better Man are in contrast to each other, uh, Rearview Mirror, uh, you know, how he's basically, he is in a female mindset and he's speaking to them just as much as he's speaking to the males with, with things like blood and corduroy. It it is for, it's for everybody.
2: Yeah. And, and that's uh, back, you know, just to my wife real, real quickly is that's one thing that really resonated with her. She, she didn't know that. And I said, listen to the lyrics, listen to the song, listen to the perspective it's sung from. And that, that really went far with her. Because you don't, you just don't hear it often. And I think going back to Becky, what I think is so cool is that they do have the female demographic and fan base. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think, uh, I think, you know, earlier on when you would still hear the high pitched screams and Eddie was the heartthrob and all, okay, they're all good looking guys. Sure. But when, when you start peeling it back and, and listening to the music and, and studying the lyrics, I, I think that that just goes so far as to why they they have, you know, that element. And and then with Becky is is the age, you know, she's I she's my 30, age. 30, yeah, you know? I'm, I'm
1: 33. I think she's 33 or 34, somewhere around there.
2: Yeah. And and the fact that I mean, how young was she when when they broke? You know,
1: when I I was six in 1992, that that's, you know, I didn't, I didn't touch up on an album, like I knew them and my brother was a huge, you know, he was able to pass down verses and 10 and uh, vitality to me. But, you know, I was 12 when Yield came out and that was, you know, do the do the evolution video. That was it because I was watching the TRL and, and MTV at the time. And I just wanted anything that felt like rebellion and Yield. You know, the three albums that I had at my disposal at any car ride were The Offsprings, Americana, Green Day's Nimrod, and uh, Yield. And Yield just, from the other two, completely different perspective. And I'm just like, this makes me, it feels mature, but I still get this vibe of, you know, I can still punk out with, you know, a Brain of Jay. or brain of I Jay. can.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: mm-hmm unbelievable uh you know I, I still get this like feeling of just i don't this atmospheric feeling with with mfc or this you know uh one of the best driving songs you can get with with low light i i, I mean i'm going on and on here it's it's less about Becky Lynch, but you know again this is about that what happens this is about the era you know like she probably grew up Pretty close to that too. So I'm imagining that's exactly what happened with her. I I, I would hope. Maybe sometime we'll be able to find out.
2: I, I we had her on our pod and uh before we, we finished I was like, okay, top five pro jam song go. <laughs> I I totally put her on the spot. And uh, you know, I think she had a black on there, uh State of Love and Trust, because that was a mutual one. And after after that I honestly forget. Um, but it, it, it's so hard to, to pick. It's impossible. You know, it it's it really is. You know because it's going to change. You know I I'm in the mood for corduroy today. You know what I mean? And and yeah. right now corduroy is my favorite Pearl Jam song. But tomorrow, uh, you know I I could sit down and just go. You know what I need some inside job because this is the kind of day it is. Mm-hmm. And and it can change. And I love that. If you had to pick an entrance theme to use
1: for Pearl jam. And I think this was a huge miss that the evolution stable didn't use. Do the evolution. I mean, motorhead is great and all, <laughs> but you should have pitched that to to Hunter. You should have went to bomb and like you, you guys ditch motorhead. You need do the evolution. Even the evolution pay-per-view that was a couple of years ago.
2: <laughs>
1: Beth was on the call. She couldn't, she couldn't say to them like, Hey, let's, let's, do the evolution? Why not?
2: Did they Do some <laughs> other song that didn't make any sense. It would have been perfect. You know perfect. I, I I will say that maybe they actually would have been cool with that for that pay per view. Sure. Um, you know because it did mean so much and it did break down. You know so many doors. So I, I could see them being cool with their music being involved with that one. Other ones, I don't know. <laughs>
1: would would if you had one song if you weren't using Metalingus, Uh, what would be? your entrance music for Pearl Jam.
2: Uh maybe mind your manners. Uh um, <laughs> Go go animal.
1: Comatose is huge
2: on my list I would think. Yeah, I mean there uh, maybe animal.
1: Animal's a good one. That would be like good baby face like bouncing around, high-fiving fans.
0: You have to get that 93 MTV Video Music Awards version.
1: Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh for sure. Yeah, I can see that. I can see you doing that little, the little bounce that you did in the ring. Yeah, to can, side to side. You know. Yeah. I,
2: I, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, corduroy push me, and I will will resist. I mean, that that's that, that's strong though. Um, sure. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, final question here. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to hearing most out of uh, the new album that's coming out this year?
2: I, um, I, I, I want to hear where they're at in life, but okay. I haven't feeling... a good like answer. We're go- Yeah, I really... That's what I get from their albums, where they're at in life. And usually it seems to be on, on some level where I'm at in life, and I want to hear their take on it whatever that is, you know, how angry are they going to be about the current administration? I, man, I I have no idea what we might hear, you know, and how angry it might sound, or will it be the complete opposite of that to try and, and counterbalance against that? I, I don't know, but that's, what's so amazing about it. Sure. I, I truly, what I truly believe though, it's, it's, it's where they're at in life and again, that's usually where I'm at in life. So I, I just, I always relate on some level.
1: That's a perfect answer. I, I can't think of anything better. You know, my immediate answer is, is more stone written songs, but, um, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that at all. That that's, that's a perfect answer. So, all right. Um, we had an, Enormous amount of fun just talking nothing but nerding out about Pearl Jam today, and I mean this is this is great because you know this is not something that you hear from you all the time. You're usually talking about the wrestling and yep. and you know cool. uh, who's getting pushed. And I think we we I think we rocket strapped you uh, to the top of the Pearl Jam fan list right there. I think
2: he uh, <laughs> <we> got the <laughs> live on Wait, Pearl was- <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, jam. Yeah, he
0: he knows his stuff, guys.
2: It was very nice to be able to talk about. So not that I don't appreciate talking about wrestling and that people want to talk to me about it. That means I did something within that industry. But it is really nice to talk about something else I love, yeah. um, you know. And and then just a fan of. It's uh, it was it was fun for me and you can tell just by talking to
1: you you're reliving it just as john and i have relived it just as other people that have come on the show other people that we've met at shows like this is this is more than just listening to a band and enjoying music this is really this is a mentality this is a life and uh man this is this is why we all enjoy it and this is why we're so happy that you can come on the show and and share us all your stories and we're we thank you so much for this and uh you know it's been a pleasure and and hopefully we'll get to go to some shows with you at some point in the future
2: that would be cool it really would just to to be able to go and appreciate it and 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 soak it all in together and yeah uh, want to host a show on the station at some point. I I feel like I got to somehow make that happen because I've I've heard, you know, they've had celebrity hosts before and I'm like, they kind of know their stuff but But mine would be yeah yeah. (laughs) if
1: this is like i said the rocket strap i i mean look we don't have much pull at all but we released the the seattle 93 episode and the next day the vaults got got shipped out so all i'm saying is
2: Uh, they're saying there's There's the
0: club is listening (laughs) he's,
2: he's, he's out there he's ready And here's what I will say too, you know. But before I, you know, keep you any longer, uh, my my kind of one experience in in with in terms of Pearl Jam outside of a show or whatever, uh, there was this thing called Cultivate Gives on Twitter, Uh, and it was this company, and they were matching dollar for dollar however many retweets you could get, and uh, you would pick a local company, um, and they would then donate the amount of retweets in dollars to that company, if that makes any sense. So there's a local company here in Asheville called Soul Hopes, S-O-L-E, hope. And they make shoes for children in Uganda to help combat chiggers, which get into the feet and then, you know, kill you. Um, They, they make these shoes out of, uh, you know, inner tubes. So with each dollar, they can make two pairs of shoes. And I saw that, Jam had followed me on Twitter, so I went. You know what? I I gotta, I gotta give this a shot. So I had retweeted it, and I said, "Guys, I I don't even know who I'm talking to, and I hate to be that guy, but this is this thing." They retweeted it. It got like thirty-five thousand retweets. Wow. Soul Hope got the money, and that's seventy thousand shoes that got made for kids in Uganda, oh. and. Uh, Another one of those instances where I was like, and this is what social media can be for. And it was Pearl jam that helped facilitate it through, you know, because once they hopped on, then it got retweeted a whole lot more. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, so th- that's kind of my one brush with whoever runs the, the, <laughs> the Twitter.
1: <laughs> they know you're out there. Look, us Pearl jam fans, we talk, you know, it, almost because we can't get enough of it and uh you know I have seen people you know every, every anytime Eddie is in the public eye, Oh, he was on that Ellen show. You get a hundred people that, are, that posted on the forum and it just, sometimes it gets to be too much, but I've seen people post on Facebook groups and things before that have said, Hey, did you know that edge wore the shirt in uh, or mentioned it on the podcast? And, you know, like it gets people talking and, you know, you get the, the wrestling detractors. And then you get people being like, oh, I didn't know Edge was a Pearl Jam fan. That's awesome. I love him even more now. And, and you know, it, it's, again it's all encompassing it's just it's it's a beautiful thing this this uh this fandom has created and uh uh, i mean it doesn't get much better than you know getting what that shoe company that you just mentioned got just from pearl jam retweeting something so that's shoe the shoeless
0: as they say
2: (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) they finally
0: followed through with it (laughs)
1: very well done sir well adam edge this was great uh hopefully at some point in the future we can have you on again maybe do sit down and and do a show with you and you know we we wish you the best of luck uh you know with with vikings and uh and not a wwe return because that's not happening no one ever got in touch with you on that so
2: (laughs) no Uh, one told me yet anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) but really from the from the bottom of our hearts we we really really appreciate you doing this Absolutely. And I, thank you this this was such an awesome experience
2: oh thanks guys i had a blast really did thank you so that was
1: awesome uh i i am at a loss for words he was such an awesome conversation and uh you know, this was somebody that I've been watching since I was a child, and um, to just talk to him as, you know, as fan to fan was a very cool experience right there.
0: Yeah, like I said, he he knows his stuff. He's not someone that. You know, I wasn't sure if he was one of those guys that, oh, he just casually kind of drop in every now and then. Like, oh, I know I was who thinking, to invite on the show, John. But, you know, a lot of people dropped off after, uh, after Versus and Vitalogy. But, yeah, I think he's one of the ones. He stayed in through, through the hard years, the lean years, man. So I give him credit. It was
1: so great to have him on and have him open up like that and, uh, you know, just – Cool to have uh have fans that are in the same realm as uh, as us basically.
0: yeah hopefully we can get him to pop back in for his thoughts on Gigaton or if he's gonna hit any up of the in any of the shows up I know we've since confirmed that you know Nashville is happening and Baltimore and St. Louis and things around the area so maybe uh, he'll stop back in and uh, sometime this summer and let us know how we, how the shows were
1: Yeah, that would be a great idea. would love to talk to him again, obviously. so uh, We talked a lot in this episode about Greenville, and we are going to capitalize on that. So today is Edge, tomorrow is Greenville. Uh, The full Versus show, and the full show outside of Versus 2, we're going to be doing and covering that. John, you were there.
2: Edge was there. Fantastic. Adam
1: Adam Edge, whatever you want to call him. I feel... I feel like we should be calling him Adam, but it's okay if we call him Edge because that's what he's known by. So,
0: Yeah, I don't think he minds.
1: No, I don't think so either. But and, anyway. and
0: I did not threaten to fight him. No. <laughs> that was one that
1: you stayed with. Good job. You stayed away from that one. Uh, so we're going to have uh, a couple of clips from Edge that we didn't get to in this episode that will talk specifically about Greenville. And uh, So if you want more of Edge tomorrow uh greenville 2016 should be exciting and also again on our patreon right now is extra clips from this episode that didn't make the show edge talking about more of his favorites from pearl jam and and stuff he wants to see for the future so uh check that out if you haven't already patreon.com slash live on four legs and uh you get access to all of our exclusives and an opportunity to pick an episode for us to cover
0: yeah it's a lot of fun i mean we've got deborah was great and we've got some some people lined up so yeah um thanks to all of our patrons you know all of the new patrons the old patrons we're we're just so excited that people are are wanting to listen to this content and getting excited about this year
1: yeah this is again this is a big year and uh we're gonna be there every step of the way so uh with that being said uh we are off for this episode so uh this may be the end we're here but not for much longer and although we may be parting ways I miss you already and I miss you always you think you know this podcast
0: yeah if I had a wrestling catchphrase I I would (laughs) would throw the one in but I do not know any so we'll go with that see you guys see you you tomorrow
1: superstar (laughs) I couldn't help it I waited until the last second to get it in but we will see you tomorrow from Greenville
0: Bye. bye